you are listening to the Cigar Noise Boys. You know the words to my songs. No habla inglés. Our conversations ain't long. I don't. Shaggy? No. Uh, Cannibal Corpse? <laughs> Talk Dirty by Jason Derulo. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's up? Cigar Noise Boys. Dom Tyler on with Jason, not Derulo, but Jackson. <laughs> Thanks for joining. JJ. We're, we're on the street. Is that this is the first podcast you joined? Cigar Podcast? Is that true? It is. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Um, and I've heard you were offered the chance to join other ones first. I but, was. Uh, we, we appreciate you being on. Yeah, you guys uh you guys won. <laughs> I don't well, know what you win. We win you. You're welcome. <laughs> uh yeah, so Yogi asked a question about uh Jason missing the um the scar hustler call. There was a Who? meeting uh, going on. Who? Who were they? Cigar Hustler, number one. <laughs> Tyler, who's your yeah. favorite mic in the cigar industry? Uh, Rosales. Good oh, answer. Well, nice. Or you could say uh, Skip. That's his first name, real name, but or Mike and Mike. I don't know. There's a lot of mics out there. A lot of mics. <laughs> What's up? We haven't been podcasting in like three years now. Yeah, um, I uh, messed up my schedule. I was working PMs, and then uh, you've been busy getting ready for the baby, getting ready with work and everything, and uh, so, yeah. But, um, yeah, so we got Jason on. He is the newest dude here at Roma. He was uh, scouted out and, and by Mike, and... Uh, yeah, I've gotten to know him over the. Uh, when did you start here? When did you or when did you move to Austin? I mean, um, probably maybe. It's probably almost two months now. Probably almost two months. And, uh, there wasn't much time in between. Them basically kind of, you know, coming to me, and so I, I kind of go back with those guys a long way. So it's not like, you know. Uh, we didn't know each other, you know. I was kind of a OG Roma guy, um, but uh, yeah. So we kind of kept in touch, and you know, Mike, me and Mike used to kind of talk a lot of shop, you know, uh, things that are going on in the territory. You know, just kind of just keep in touch with each other. We probably talked about between once about every month, maybe once every you know, two, three months and just kind of kept in touch over the, over the years. Cause I've, I was with Altidus for eight years. So, um, which, which is like 20 yeah. years in cigar industry time. Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. So. And then, and then before that you worked, uh, you managed a cigar shop. Yeah. I managed a couple of cigar shops in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, one, they're all owned by the same guy. So it's all under the cigars, the more family. Uh, one is uh, with Cigars and in Hoover, and the other one was uh, Vitola Fine Cigars in uh, Mountain Brook. So it's kind of like the bougie 
the bougie uh, area of Birmingham. If you moved to Texas two months ago, were you able to experience the heat of the summers? I, yes. Okay, so, and being that I am a born Floridian and, uh, you know, lived in Alabama since like 01, I'm not shy or, you know, I'm familiar with heat, right? But uh, Texas is hot, you know, but uh, the the humidity wasn't kind of, it doesn't, I don't want to say it's not as bad, right? I don't want to say that, but it's like, it's a different type of heat. Uh, Alabama, it can be like almost 100 but the humidity is like 90 something percent. So it's like, you're just like sticky, gross, you know, not ideal, not ideal, but you know, I spent some nights over at uh, Mike's out of the patio and he's got like this huge fan going on behind us. And it's like, is this thing working or is it just blowing like hot air up my back? Cause it's like, I don't, you know, yeah so it is different types of heat uh but uh it just seems like you guys have like a well texas seems to have like a shorter winter um than where i'm from yeah and then the the moral of the story is it's hot in both damn places right it's just like you know who likes the heat right yeah and now you get to work in an air-conditioned office instead of going that's the thing about When you're driving around in it and it's 100 degrees and you're smoking a cigar, it is miserable because you need to have the window open. But and then you got the air conditioner blasting at full speed and you got smoke blowing everywhere. Tyler, Tyler, it's, why, uh, why do you need to have the window open? To let some of the smoke out because you're smoking a cigar. Might. So yeah. if it's 110 degrees, I say just you know run the AC and wait. No, that's what I would do, but. Because me and Mike, we've driven to Dallas together a few times, I think. And, uh, yeah, Mike needs the window down. Um, he doesn't – where I'm used to – the first cigar shop I worked at, the ventilation was bad. So I was used to being in a cloud of, a cloud of smoke. But um, – Yeah, I've been there. I have been there, Tyler. Uh, one of my shops was kind of like that. It's just like, you know, ridiculous – you know, amount of, uh, it needed to be ventilated better, slightly better, right? So, uh, it's okay after a couple hours, but then when you're six hours or seven hours in your shift and you're like, <laughs> like your eyes are like starting to swell shut, you know? And yeah. Well, I, I work outside and then it's even, it's about 10 degrees warmer on the tarmac. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's bad, but it's like, it's weird because it seems to be like really only hot from like, uh, about one o'clock to like seven. Like it's, it's nice up until about noon and then it kind of starts turning for the worst. And, and then once the sun goes down, it'll still be 90 degrees, but you can be outside smoking a cigar. Um, yeah, but I'm from Wisconsin. So it was a big, uh, a big change when I moved down here. Yeah, you got you got a antifreeze in your blood, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, run. Yeah, fireball I kind of grew up in that. Go on. I said fireball in the veins. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes from a land of cheese and beer. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, uh, Mike posted, I don't know, last night or two nights ago, three favorite Roma Craft cigars. Jason, I didn't see what you commented. I believe he was talking with you before he posted, and that's why he kind of did it. Uh, Tyler, well, I, I saw a... your post, and you posted six, not three. So, why well, did I did use your did fingers three. count? Okay, uh, hear me out. I did Coraline and Ellie, and then uh, actually, I sparked that uh, that conversation at headquarters on was that Tuesday night? I think. Yeah, Tuesday night yeah. we were talking about it. All right, credit points to Tyler. I'll send you a sticker, yes, please, in the mail. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what were your cigars though? What'd you guys pick? Oh my gosh. I um I can't even remember what I said. Uh why do you want to put me on the spot like that, man? Um you're supposed to give me notes before the uh podcast starts so that way I know, you know, where can we're go going, back to we my don't talking need points. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jason, I'll go so you can think about it. Um so I did the Aquitaine Mandible, the uh Volstead, um Volstead, I like the uh, Bell Livingston, and then the Neanderthal HN. And then for my LEs, I did Craft 2022, I did uh, Genetic Deformity, and I did the Casa Torres for my LEs. I'm going to say it was probably going to be uh, Neanderthal HN, uh, it was probably uh, Aquatine EMH, and then um, probably... The Volstead, um, I'm kind of a big fan of the Noble Experiment. Um, because it's an LE, I made it, I might have said Olmstead instead, but the Izzy is a little awesome little uh size too. It's the Izzy is winning me over, like that thing. Uh, and I'll tell you what. Okay, so I'm just going to say this. It's like all Volstead because I'm really liking the Remus a lot. Yeah, me too. uh, They're all like fighting each other for the number one spot in Volstead. But that just goes to show you how good that cigar is, right? I mean, it's like when you can't decide, like, there's like four sizes and you're like, man, this is hard. You know, uh, just goes to show you how good it is. I mean, it's such a... I mean, it's it's become like outside of Neanderthal, it is my favorite Romacraft cigar. And I know that sounds kind of crazy, you know, and it almost feels like it's too new for me to even say that. Like, why do I feel like that's the wrong thing to say? Like, Volstead is like my second, you know, it's just like... Yeah. It sounds funny when you say it, but it is feels, so good. It feels like you're being subjective because of recency bias. But right, then you smoke yeah. another one and it's... Dude, it's such a great... great you and know, then, it's... Uh, piggybacking off like your favorite sides of Volstead, I guess it kind of depends on what's in stock because it seems to be selling so quick that you kind of have to... The one you the one you smoke is just whatever they have in stock. I've been to a few different shops and they've had like they've had every size, but they're all sold out. So there'll be like uh, one or two sizes left. So it's kind of like my favorite Volstead is whatever's in stock, I guess, because and you, you can't go wrong. I mean, that's the thing. No. It's like it's such a good stick, man. Um, Skip really hit it out of the park with that, man. Um, 
I mean, it just hits such a broad range of smokers too. You know, you can, you can be a guy who doesn't smoke a ton and smoke that cigar and, you know, it's not too in your face. It's not spicy, you know, um, but you can also be a seasoned guy and smoke a lot of cigars and smoke that stick and be like, man, this is really good, you know? So it just hits, like I said, it just hits a broad, a broad range of smokers. And, um, I mean, it, I can go on and on about it. You know, I won't, but I could, I was but, given uh, a, they really did a good job on it. A Volstead sampler from Brandon bringing the pain and I haven't gone through it yet to see which size I prefer, but on, on my list of three, I put the George Remus Volstead um craft 21 and the ba revenge oh look at press. you so i, I think like all, all three of us had different answers even with tyler's list of six mm-hmm. <laughs> baby um, grande you know the, the kind of forgotten brand is baka yeah um baka jangi is is up there too but you can only have so many it really is um you know what's funny is i hate to say it because i you know work for roma now but i never got into the baka small sizes Mm -hmm. until i started working here and then i've dug into like you know they're essentially you know segundos but they're like little pygmies and you know, things like that, some of the smaller ranges, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like these things are so good, man. Um, yeah, I like I prefer in the bigger ring gauge on, on the Baca. Grand Perfecto. Yeah, Grand Perfecto. Like Perfecto is really good. Um, I haven't tried the Grand Perfecto in the Volstead yet. That was a, I, I forgot what Mike said, but there wasn't that many made. I haven't had that, I haven't had that cigar yet, so. I mean, I work for Roma, and I know Tyler smoked more Roma. Uh, like I said, I was out in the in the desert working for Altidus for uh, eight years, so you know, my Roma smoking had went down significantly when I was uh, repping repping the southeast for Altidus. So we'll have to ask Alex what he thinks of or what happened with the Volstead Grand Perfecto. What do you mean? Also, what he thinks. I'm sure he's smoked them. Oh, Alex Benchwork? Yeah. Bench. Um, yeah. Uh I had a question for Chase and I just fucking forgot it. Oh, damn it. It had to do with oh, all right. Fuck Mary Kill. Viso horny, lightweight heavy, or the <laughs> no no. Uh, oh boy. Man, this is no, you don't have to do that. That you can't. Don't Thank do that. you. Thank you <laughs> no, so you... much. My God, I was starting to sweat. Uh, I started feeling like little beads of sweat come up on top of my head. I was like, um, you know, because you don't want to tell yeah. you don't want to tell lightweight heavy you want to fuck him because you know <laughs> he is like four times bigger than me. So, yeah. Oh, speaking of like that, uh, since you moved in, Jason Tyler. Who can squat more? Because I know you're trying to work up the the Roma powerlifting rankings. Well, John stopped, uh, cut weight instead of so John lost like fifty pounds. Did so. you ever go to a liftoff with him? 
No, but uh, one time at Mike's house, Mike had a squat machine, and they didn't think I could do it, and they put a, a couple 45s on each side, and I did it. Almost split my shorts, but I did it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm built for speed, okay? I'm built for speed, not squatting or lifting anything, just so everybody knows. Like, and, uh, awards you know but i'll get there faster than anybody yeah all right tyler just so, so you're what's aware. everybody what's everybody what's everybody smoking well, that's a good question i'll just say we just had our first wi-fi glitch on my end jason my well, wi-fi really i forgive you uh tyler you talk about what you're smoking because i'm i'm not a, i'm home i'm not allowed I'm to smoke smoking. Back yeah He's in so Jason. He's in uh, Kami, uh, California. Oh, and okay. West Coast, best coast. Yeah. Do you live in a, a duplex or what do you live in? No, it's a grandmother unit. So it's attached so it's, to the main house, but it's in the back. How many rooms is it? Two. How much do you pay? Twenty-one. Ooh. Twenty-one. Will you do something for me? <laughs> uh okay uh yeah so he can't i don't think you, you can't smoke out back right no but i need to do like one or two more blind reviews so i might just go stand by my car do it in your car i thought you smoked in your or not no, no, i used baby. to i haven't done it in a, a while yeah all right jason doesn't smoke in his car either but jason doesn't I, smoke uh, that much uh that's what yeah i know skip likes to bust my balls because i only smoke like one or two cigars a day and, well, you're busy. Uh, you're busy working, right? He tosses cigars over here. He's like, he's been tossing me these standard and plain packs. Um, so he's been, you know, busting my balls because I haven't went through the first pack, you know. And uh, so I finished up the first pack today. <laughs> so it was like Matilda was the first cigar. Second was the Leva V, which honestly didn't even taste like an Oliva V. Like, I don't know what's going on, like, but that was, you know, even after you know what it is and you smoke it, because I don't know if you guys are familiar with the standard and Twain packs, but it's kind of like a blind, a blind tasting uh, subscription pack thing that Skip has really gotten into. I so, know from Skip's posts about them. Yeah, there you go. So that's the only reason I know them. And like, so Skip's throwing them at me and um, it's a cool thing, right? So today I smoked the other two and the um, the first one was the, oh gosh, what 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 was it, Tyler? The Sergovia, uh, Sergovia. Yeah, from Art Garcia. Yeah, that one. And then the other one was the, surprisingly the rose of sharon my southern draw which which i haven't smoked in a long time and i was pretty impressed by it because i am not a connecticut guy that's a good uh, connecticut yeah all. it really is man but the Sergovius was like am i am i raping that can we say rape on the podcast yeah you oh um, uh, yeah that, that works i think i have an express <laughs> attack somewhere yeah uh, I hope I'm not uh, demolishing the name of that, but I thought it was good. It kind of had a dusty kind of profile, like there's like a dusty 
this to the you know as i smoked the cigar on my on my palate but it, i didn't hate it like i kind of you know kind of for the reason i was kind of like well that kind of makes it a little interesting you know so uh now the second packet i have no idea what's in it but it's all smaller ring gauges so we'll get to them uh tomorrow so my goal what is to smoke them oh. Oh, I am smoking the, uh, so this is uh, the Cro-Magnon, Pennsylvania. It's oh, the, nice. It's a test blend. Uh, so um, this is actually, from what Skip says, it's not the uh, final. Uh, we smoked the final product, and then he just kind of brought several bundles of, like, what didn't make the cut, but also doesn't suck. It's like yeah. I've gone through them and I'm like, man, these are so I may have told you this, uh, Tyler, but uh since Dominic hasn't heard the story or any of the listeners, uh I'll go ahead and drop it. So Skip drops these on us, they're knuckle draggers, right? And I'm smoking it and I'm like, I mean, it's it's very good. And I I and I without even thinking, like Skip sitting next to me and I'm like, so is this gonna get any better? And he kind of looks at me like, uh, and I'm like, no, no. I'm like, not because I don't like, I I think it's really, really good. And I'm smoking one. I'm telling you, I kind of like, it might be a little bit better than Cro-Magnon, right? And again, it's like, don't want to say that because it's like, You've smoked it one time. You've only smoked it on a knuckle yeah. dragger. But I'm like, dude, this thing is is hitting on all cylinders. So I had to like clarify to skip so he didn't like fire me. Uh like I I like it. My question is, is like, is it going to get better by the time they ship? So it's like, because I already think it's fantastic. Like, Ooh. and he's like, oh yeah. He's like, they're only gonna get better between now. And uh, when they ship, it's like, you know, the other bundles, he's like, there was something missing out of them after they sat a while. And, um, you know, if you look at some of the notes on all these segundos and test blends, like, I can't make heads or tails of it. Like, so, but he tweaked a few things in there, took out some stuff out of this, you know, whatever. But, um, you know, basically said that the, you know, the final blend after it aged and it was ready to kind of ship out to the public, like it still had what he was wanting. And that's kind of why it kind of why it made the cut. But it is so guys, I'm telling you, like this thing is gonna, as the kids say, it's gonna slap. <laughs> it's gonna slap. Yeah, I, I smoked the the timeline in Nicaragua that was really, really good. And then I smoked uh, the knuckle dragger too. Yeah, and they're they're really good. I asked Skip if because so the the um, the it's a completely different cigar than the Pro Magnum. Different, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, different binder, and then mm-hmm. it's got a different filler. So I asked him like, did you try putting the Pennsylvania broadleaf on the Pro Magnum blend, and then smoke it? Like it'd be cool to smoke them back like at the same time. And he mm-hmm. said, no, he didn't try that. But I think that'd be a cool exercise to see like what the difference between Connecticut and Pennsylvania is. And I I think that Pennsylvania has gotten so much better 
um, than what people like. It's kind of like like Mexican San Andreas always was kind of like looked down upon. You know, it's from Mexico, blah blah blah. People didn't, you know, it was it's like oh, you can't get broadly, so now you're, you're using San Andreas. But now, mm-hmm. as people got used to, or they've they've improved uh, the processing and ferment fermenting of the San Andreas has gotten really good. So I think this, I wonder if the same thing kind of happened with Pennsylvania. They kind of perfected uh, um, maybe how to blend it or maybe how they process it because like Black Label does a lot of good Pennsylvania broadleaf and uh, like the Jacob Slatter is a good cigar. Um, the the Viso Horny's Pennsylvania broadleaf. So um, it's, it's I'm interested to see if Skip would ever do that. Maybe um, next time I'm down there, I can have Alex roll a, uh, uh, take a wrapper off of a curl magnet and throw a Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper on it. Yeah, I would, I would be, I would be down with that little, uh, little Pennsylvania broadleaf on top of a Cameroon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? Didn't All right, Nick, I got. An, go on. Down. Didn't Nick Malillo have a lot to do with bringing uh, San Andreas to more people or? to more factors. yeah no he did he so he went there and worked with the some of the farmers the, the problem is you find a good farmer down in, in mexico and you start buying their san andreas you show them how you want it how you want it processed how you want it cured and, and fermented and then what happens is you start working with them and then um the turrents would come in and say why are you selling to these guys we'll buy it all you know and then, so it ends up like deterrence, kind of like. So we can make go, our Teamos. Yeah, so they can make their their Teamos and their their Casa Turrence, which uh, I th- they used to make a bunch of different sizes for the American market, but now I think they just went to one size. But um, yeah, uh, Nick went down there and he he worked with them, and it just it's hard to it's hard to. Oh work work with them down there because the yeah. uh, apparently the the Turrent mafia comes in and um steals all your tobacco at least well yeah and well it's like fuck i don't know if i told the story before but i was uh i knew a farmer and he was telling me a story about how he would he would sell eggs to all the local i might have told us on the podcast he would sell eggs to all the little you, you grocery did. stores okay yeah anyways yeah so um you have yeah anyway so you guys heard the story i'll tell jason later but it's a long story but um, is this like one of those donkey shows like in, in a tent somewhere like in uh in tijuana maybe i've been to tijuana once. <laughs> um, all right jason yeah. i got a hard question for you today okay so, okay what is your day-to-day like working at Roma Crafts? Um, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's different, you know, um, obviously I was, a you know, I was a rep, you know, so it was kind of, uh, you know, I was on the road a few weeks a month, you know, and kind of tried to do the, the four days out on the road, come back, recharge your batteries, um, you know, kind of that deal kind of the monday through friday or the you know tuesday to friday uh kind of thing 
and this, this is more, you know, it's kind of preparing. Uh, I'll be honest, like I'm still trying to kind of create a routine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, this is a, you know, the leash is a little bit longer here, you know, and it's not, you know, it's smaller, it's, it's way more intimate. Um, so you kind of have to create your own routine. And I was so used to working under, you know, a lot of structure, you know, under all to this. And, um, you know, this is completely different, right? So um, I'm still trying to figure out kind of make my own routine, right? So what I really try to do is just try to prepare, go through some accounts that I'm going to call, you know, see what, I mean, because the guys, it's sales, right? Um, You know, the best thing is that with Roma, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of in a better relationship wise, right? A lot of the people who have it in the store, they want it in the store, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I've, I've, I've met so far uh, a lot of great, great people that I've never even met in real life yet, you know, and uh, hopefully I do soon. But I, uh, I, I'm kind of getting off track here, but, you know, I've, I was just kind of used to eight years. I'd grown relationships in a four-state territory, and I created this very structured, you know, route that I stuck to and rotated around. I pretty much knew what hotel I was going to stay in, where I was going to get my coffee the next morning, where I'd probably eat dinner, you know, and so on and so forth. And, you know, once you kind of dug into that, you know, you kind of set yourself on autopilot, right? But you've created all these relationships, uh, over the course of eight years and some of them have become like you know my dearest friends and now now I'm with Roma and you pretty much have the whole U.S. and you don't know anybody now right so it's like yeah. you're having to go back to kind of square one and create these uh you know new relationships with uh you know and that's what Roma's about you know um you know, like Skip says, uh, you know, they created this brand with, you know, uh, by building relationships and having, you know, intimate conversations with, with, you know, their retailers and having advocates who believe in what we do behind the brand, like you guys, right? And what I was before I became, you know, Jason who worked for Altidus, which kind of blew everybody's mind because I was kind of Mr. Boutique. Uh, <laughs> ran my, my shop had a ton of boutiques in it. And then, you know, I was tired of making like $15 an hour and, you know, having to have a roommate to pay my bills. And I was like, okay, you know, I gotta, I gotta step out and try to, you know, get a big boy job or whatever. I was gonna, I was calling it, you know, and, um, so yeah, the, I was kind of being picky and, uh, you know, working at a shop, uh, it was a, you know, uh, the, Harris Saunders is the owner of Cigars and More in Birmingham. They have five locations. 
he was on the board of PAA, PCA. And if anybody who was anybody was coming through, they were going to stop at Cigars and More, right? Um, because that was usually going to be their largest account, you know, in the state uh, for whatever brand it was going to be, right? So, you know, you start rubbing shoulders with some, you know, division manager, you know, not only reps, but then their yeah. bosses and then their bosses' bosses come in and, and you know, um, it's also kind of, I guess, in a way, it was kind of like not what I knew, but who I knew in a way. You know, and I, I was kind of being, you know, a little picky about who I didn't want to jump into something that, you know, I saw a lot of guys who, I mean, you know, I worked the shop a long time. You see the reps come in and you see some of them kind of struggling, you know, this, that, and the other, or they, you know, or, it, you know, you just didn't really believe in the brand, you know. Uh, so I just was kind of being a little picky. And then, yeah, the Altidus job came up and I was like, well, you know, they're, a solid gig they went through like three reps in four years or something like that like it was a mess i was like there's no way i mean surely i could do better <laughs> this is a good opportunity to shine right so it's like yeah so i i, I uh ended up getting the job with altidus and uh, and everybody was like what i was like look man good gig right it's like i know it's not kind of you you know what I've really pushed in here, but you know, I kind of, kind of wanted to uh, get with somebody who had some like, you know, oh, these guys aren't going anywhere, you know, this, that, and the other. You kind of look at those things, and but uh, I don't regret it. I don't regret my time at all. For this, I met a lot of great people, and I still love a lot of people, um, you know, at the. Um, you know, corporate level down in Fort Lauderdale, things like that. Um, I've met some, you know, uh, really good friends there. But, uh, man, it's kind of, you know, I was a big Roma shop. Um, we were one of the first accounts uh, in the U.S. Um, I brought them in first year at PCA, and we kind of really started we were kind of one of their first kind of accounts that was really kind of banging it out, right? And uh, so that's kind of how I got a little closer to, to uh, Mike and Skip, and um, we kind of built the relationship from there. But um, I'm kind of rambling now, so I apologize. But that you know, no. it's it's uh, hey Tyler rambles all the time, so it's it's a change for me. <laughs> That's the point the point I was making is, you know, it 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 this feels kind of like more than changing companies, uh, it feels like more like coming home in a way. You know, it it's uh I've known these guys a long time and I love what they do and I believe in the product and um because I know the amount of work that goes into it. Um, and you know, skip such a perfectionist, man. Um, on every level, you know, ask Tyler. Um, uh, you know, and he's not going to put it out, man, if he doesn't believe in it. He's not going to skimp. I mean, 
Um, I mean, just some of the things that he tells you, you know, he's like talking about going through binders because there are some that have ripples in them and he thought that was going to create inconsistencies in the stars. So they sort wrapper for like two weeks, not wrapper binders, you know, it's like nobody else is doing that, you know, but skip, you know, skip is, uh, he's a, like I said, he's a perfectionist man. And like, sometimes like you scratch your head and you're like, you know, man, you know, this, that, and the other, but it's like, you know, in his head, everything has to be in place and perfect for the machine to to turn smoothly so you know i gotta tip my cap to him man he's a guy he's a gringo that had his own cigar shop who went down to nicaragua and built a cigar factory and is putting out literally some of the best cigars in the world and if we're talking about what you pay for what you get arguably the best cigars in the world you know so uh yeah i'll leave it at that i feel like i've rambled on long enough now cool um well whenever you're making your calls to the customers of roma hopefully someday if you are talking uh the west coast you'll talk to the shop that i work at i'm i'm hearing january will bring roma craft Oh okay God. but um i'm out for i said six weeks with an, a question mark because i have no clue uh starting a family what it's gonna be like uh if or when i'm coming back well yeah it makes sense for aloni to wait until you get back because i mean you have you and triple b you'll be the you'll be the um what do they call it in the shop the uh jason help me what are they like the ambassador I mean, for... yeah like yeah they act Advocate, like the road advocate, advocate. Yeah. Like Tron is at Tron and Josh are at like country, like Brandon is at Michael's. Like I like to think of myself know. as a Roma ally. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I'll take um, it, man. I'll take uh take them anywhere I can get them, man. Uh without guys like you, you know, who are kind of uh Roma's small. I mean, let's face it. And the cigar industry is kind of like that. It's like such a small industry, but at the same time, it's like such a big industry. It touches every, you know, every corner, but it at its kind of core, it's like, it's basically coming from a few different places in the world, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, without, you know, it's, it's, it's four of us essentially. And then Tyler is kind of part of that you know, in a way as well, you know, <clears throat> even though he's not like employed by Roma, he's kind of like, you know, family, you know, la familia. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's me, Mike, Skip, Sean, right? And, and then all you guys, you know, you guys at the, who are basically also believe in the stuff and you know love it right i mean you guys are a big part of it i mean what? you're a massive part of 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 the brand and bringing awareness to it um and you know it's what makes Roma special. It's what may, I mean, there's not a whole lot of brands that can build that underneath it. Right. Yeah. Uh, very there's, few. there's only a few of them. 
was it Shane yeah. who posted he designed a, was it a, a fire pit cover with Ooh. the Roma logo? Dude, I saw that fire pit cover. That thing was awesome. Yeah, I bet he probably had about 20 DMs asking about it. Um, but yeah, the, like the thing with Roma too is the is the engagement is Mike and uh, Skip and and then uh, well Mike and Skip they're very uh, um, well not approachable is not the right right they're accessible yeah they're accessible like uh, I remember like even when I was working um, at Lake Country and it was during COVID like Mike would just randomly like. FaceTime me, hey, how's the shop going? You, you stay in, you know, back in the like 2020 when it was really going down and, and shops were closing. He's like, how are you guys doing? You guys doing all right? You, do we need anything? And it's just stuff like that. Or it's like even how like they throw the parties, they used to throw the parties in Vegas. That's how me and Dom, we met at a Roma Craft party in 2017 or 2018. I forgot what year, but oh. it's the, and then, yeah. And then like, you know, you can, you know, you can ask him my questions and, and they'll answer it, you know? So it's, uh, that's a big part of it. And it's funny because I actually, I grew to like Roma Craft. I used to go to other shops and buy Roma Craft. And then I didn't even know the guys, but I would see it on Instagram and I smoked my shit's really good. You know, and then I got to know the guys. I'm like, oh, it's awesome that the people who own the company are actually great dudes too. It's not, you know. Because they always say, be careful to meet your your idols or whatever, because you might yeah. like them. So yeah, I'm glad that I like the cigars and the guys were cool, you know. Yeah, I uh, I 100 agree. Uh, you know, that's kind of what gravitated me to. So I got introduced to the brands through cigar passes um, on some cigar forums before it was even a brand. You know, where the stuff was coming out of have a cigar you know, when Skip had his old online site. So I kind of was introduced to this stuff through the past. Uh, they're kind of the original Cro-Magnons, right? Uh, that were probably stronger than they are now, but I can understand completely why, you know, it was kind of tweaked, right? At the same time, it was uh, it was kind of a really strong version. Well, of back it. then, there weren't a ton of strong cigars coming out. So yeah. now there's a there's you know there's a ton of strong stuff coming out. So for the time though, it was it was a you know it was up there with LFD, Triple Hero, and all that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, you know what what I, you know so I brought the brand in right because it was like top of the list of like you know, things I wanted to bring in that year. The only thing I didn't bring in that I wanted to bring in that that year was Curavari. So mm. uh, we didn't, we never ended up bringing it in. Um, I still like their stuff though. Um, yeah. But uh, the thing was, is Mike and Skip were so transparent about everything to me um, and taught me so much about you know just the scar industry and you know just things about retail you know because skip out of shop and um in a way i i use this kind of example uh not too long ago with somebody else it's kind of was like you know they kind of pull away the curtain right and you know there's the the wizard 
you know, the Wizard of Oz, and I kind of pulling all the levers and things like that, you know. But uh, it, my Siri just popped up. Can you guys hear that? I did, yeah. I thought Tyler was just listening to something while you were talking. I just made that assumption. No, I like the uh, Siri on my laptop just pulled up me talking about the Wizard of Oz, and it just started oh. Wikipedia it off, you know, out loud. So that was kind of weird. Um, <clears throat> no, but like these, they were just super transparent, and they taught me a ton. And um, you know, I wasn't getting that from any other cigar company, right? And they, they were just super open about everything and how they did this and how they did that, and, you know. Uh, and that's really kind of what made me kind of you know, really become a. Yeah, there wasn't even a weasel group back then, you know, it was like, but, you know, that's kind of what got me into the stuff. And then just them being so accessible, right? Yeah, you know, it was, uh, it was different. You could tell it was different. It felt different. You know, the cigars were different. And, uh, and, and you know, it kind of grew into what it is now. And it's just cool to kind of see what it was. You know, Mike used to sleep on my couch, guys. Like when he was coming through, uh, he like, yo, man, what's up? You know, I'm coming through. I'm like, hey, man, you can stay on my couch. You know, so you don't have to buy a room. And he, you know, he would, you know, because you know they were just trying to get the brand off the track. Is and, that when you uh, had a roommate or no? No, I didn't have one then. Is that back uh, when he, Mike was fat? Yes. Yeah. He was fat, Mike. Then. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't bring that up. Face. He looks great. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah man it's it's cool to see it's cool to see it uh what what it was to what it is now and to see you know um the guys who really love it you know uh to see how many of those guys are out there um and i'm just happy to be a part of it I'm just happy to be a part of it. So uh, you picked a good time to move down here because everybody's everybody's flocking back to uh, California. But uh, I just saw a report that rent's going down um, here because everybody's moving out. So that's good. So how stressful was it when you moved when you moved down here? Was it uh, finding a place? Was it hard? It was hard for me. Yeah, it was, it was really uh, hard. It was. Uh, it wasn't as much hard as it was the amount of time that I had to do it in. And uh, so I kind of flew in a couple of times, uh, you know, for like some, you know, uh, Friday through kind of Sunday night type of deals to kind of get a feel for Austin. And then, um, then I was here for like, uh, so Mike, Mike drove me around to look at some apartments and uh yeah they were fucking shit like uh i was like dude like i can't live here man i'm not that bougie but these things are fucking awful bro like hey you know so then i basically had i i came out for another week uh that i was not supposed to be out here right because we had a start date set up but then mike had to go to Europe, right? 
And then he forgot that Sean had to go do some things up in Maryland where he's from. So it was just going to be like Jamie here because Skip was in Nicaragua. So he's like, yo, like, bro, like, I'm going to need you to be in Austin this week. I'm like, like, when? He's like, like, I need you to get on the, I need you to get on the plane tomorrow. So I packed up everything and uh, got up at 4.30 in the morning to catch a six o'clock flight, uh, you know, to Austin. And spent, you know, basically Monday through Friday here. And I went to find my apartment that final I went and looked at a few Thursday and Friday, the day before I, uh, no, the morning before I flew out, I signed a lease on an apartment. So I was cutting it close. I was cutting it close. Nice. I thought I was going to have to live at Skips for like, you know, another several weeks, but which I didn't want to do just because it's like, you know, it just seems like it didn't suck. Like Skips pad, like, you know, you can work everything with your phone. You know, it's all like super nice, and you know, I'm driving around his Raptor, which also doesn't suck, <laughs> you know. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, man, it's only a matter of time before like something happens or whatever, and I don't, you know, that's not the foot I want to start off with. Uh, you know, start I just, off with, I'm, have I just got a okay. text message. Oh, go on. Go you on. have to be okay with a kink in your neck, sitting watching TV every night, and just turn because of that bench doesn't i guess you could just turn pull out the bench but that's what i should use i always um, hurt my neck i say I always uh, been there twice i got a i got a text from bdp he's like you scooped our interview <laughs> tell him who, who's bdp sorry cigar hustler is not a sponsor by the way yeah. <laughs> bdp he's funny no it was stressful though so guys I'm not going to go too far into it, but let me just say that I was, I had the bright idea of that. I was going to drive myself here. Right. And just call movers to pack the U-Haul and then the same company in Austin, but different set of guys, obviously unpack it and put it in the apartment. So there were some issues with the movers in Birmingham, right? Um, so I didn't get out of there until 8.45 p.m. All right? I was supposed to get out of there at like four. <clears throat> so they were a little late, you know, this, that, and the other, and yada, yada. But anyway, so I'm just, at 8.45, I started heading toward Austin. And I'm like, I'm just going to drive as far as I can. Uh, and then, you know, I'll get a room somewhere, right? You made it, you made it to about 10 o'clock. <laughs> dude, I drove the whole thing. I, I drove that from too. 8.45 at 9.30 in the morning. I got into Austin. Uh, and it was, I, I, but I just kind of was like, you know, you get to, you know, you get to Meridian, Meridian, Mississippi. I'm still, I still feel pretty good. You know, and you get down to, you know, you know, Monroe. You're like, ah, oh, I still feel pretty good. And you get to Shreveport. And you're like, you know, whatever. 
And by the time you get to Waco, you're like, fuck it, we're riding this thing on out, right? Yeah. What was cool though is uh as I was coming through, uh I think it's I'm still not super crazy familiar with Texas, right? So it's either right before you get to Waco or right after you go through Wake. They have that big wind farm out there with like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of those big, yeah. you know, and the sun was coming up, right? And then I've never seen one of those things in my entire life, right? So you come out and it's super flat, you know, and the sun's coming up and there's like hundreds of those like, you know, are they windmills, guys? Help me out here. There's like, what do you call them? I'm gonna call yeah, them windmills. windmills. Sounds right. And and I was like, man, this is like made the whole trip worth it. It was like coming through at that time. It was like the coolest thing. So, uh, yeah. All right, we can. But I, we I can drove. Wrap I drove the whole thing. Uh, I'll never do yeah, it again. By the way. Yeah, uh, I drove straight through, and then I slept for about 12 hours. It was a 15-hour drive down here. It was, it sucked. Man. But um, yeah. we can wrap – I think Skip just got in, so we can wrap it up if you got to talk to him and stuff. But, yeah, Dom, you have any, any, any more questions? Or, uh... Uh, last question, and Tyler, I'm going to start with you, and then, uh, Jason, you're next. You have to answer in less than a second. Okay. <laughs> All right, ready? Tyler, name a woman. Alyssa. Okay, Jason, go. Um, Alyssa Milano. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Chastity. I, I, I was it part of my take? A while ago, someone said that, and the first woman that popped in my head was Martha Stewart. So I just wanted to see if anyone else, <laughs> like if that's a common thing, people just think Martha Stewart. I guess well, I mean, yeah. icon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my wife looked shout out, out me. <laughs> shout out to Alyssa. She likes to listen and she likes when I mention her. So, shout out to, uh, shout out to her, Martha Stewart, Betty Crocker, uh, Will Debbie, Betty yeah, Mulatto. <laughs> uh, so real quick. So, basically, Dom, you're maybe next week, maybe two weeks, you're having a, a kid. Deborah's on leave, she's been on leave this whole week. I go on leave in like a week. In a day. Oh, you're not you're not a uh, off or staggering I, them. My leave can't start until the due date, which is the nineteenth. Okay. Um, oh, because at, at my job, you can you pick within the first six months when you want to take your twelve weeks. Well, so we're doing twelve weeks from the get go, and I don't know if I can take Bonnie time after that. Um, the okay. plan is she is, but I'll have a good amount of time to. Uh, Figure out how to change diapers. All right. It, like we were talking before, it hasn't really hit you yet because you've been so busy trying to get prepared, right? Yeah. So I'm writing high school recommendations as soon as possible. They're all due in February, but I'm going to be on leave. So I'm just trying to punch them out. Um, yeah. So we're going to try to get some in, but we don't know with Dom's schedule. But uh, we should be able to – I'm not on my PM shift, so maybe we'll get uh, – Oh, Dom's going, so it's a good time to end it. Jason, thank you so much. Dom, hey, thank you, you guys. Rock and roll. Hey, Dom. Hey, Yo. man. Best of luck with the baby, okay, man? Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. I'll uh, right, take care, guys. Got his socks in a little uh, Roma box right now. Yeah, I'll send you like a little uh, like have a baby cigar or something like that. You know? <laughs>
No, Alex Bradley, please. That's what you call it in California, right? Have a baby. You can't say like, you know, you know, it's a girl or it's a boy. You just say it's oh a baby goodness. now. I don't know. Oh, here we go. The deal is. <laughs> first first smoke is going to be the uh, Adrian, though, that Mike gave me. Oh, that's, I haven't had mine yet. That's that's a cool smoke to have. Gonna be, uh, first son is born. I'm going to light that up. He won't tell anybody the name yet. That's a cigar that's probably going to taste like dust. It's so old. Anyway, how dare you? Thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks, Jason, for being on. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me, guys. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah.